it's your boy dreams from the notorious mass effect whether you're a gamer anime fan or pop culture aficionado loot crate's got you covered founded in 2012 loot crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes loot crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment gaming sports and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates produce interactive experiences and digital content and film original video productions in its first five years loot crate has delivered over 14 million crates to fans in 35 territories across the globe no matter what you geek about loot crate has a subscription box for you exclusive collectibles apparel and gear delivered to your door so why wait subscribe to select crates and add on a welcome crate during checkout to get that crate shipped out right away Start collecting exclusive loot now at www.lootcrate.com. say all that i should have opened with the reading of the scripture from the book of pop-off every time i pop out it pop off pop off why ktv got the top off top off private estate i'm a my boss every time i pop out it pop off why ktv god son they call me son ain't no son of me ran a hundred m's to running things paper pal that's coming threes what you think i owe you some girl for me Imagine little Uzi on a primo beat. Imagine an AS on Amigo beat. Hip hop coach, a Henny on coasters, watching hundred inch screens, see who's sitting with Oprah. Black phantoms, women coming in tandems, bags of lavish. She praying she don't get abandoned. Bag big from laying these ad libs. My photo, the Jordan logo for this rap. Oculus VR, that's how I see. I can't let you drive the boat if you get seasick. Draped in all red, she thought I was woofy. 4 a.m. still going, I'm not even woozy. Let your friends catch a ride, whip only got two seats. Slip and slide through Miami, she got on a two piece. I'm on her body, she a homebody. Hope them killers don't catch nobody. Every time I pop out, it pop off. Pop off. YKTV got the top off. Top off. Private estate, I'm a mob boss. What's going on, internet? Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine which are called the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 62, we're going to be getting into The Weeknd, Take My Breath, Nas, King's Disease 2, Apex Legends Season 10, then we're going to end with Little Tekka and Gunna Repeated. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got, now that I went through the intro, let's switch it up and get into the one, the only, Abel himself, The weekend. Take my breath. Thank you. 
himself the weekend has released a new single called take my breath and with the single take my breath he's literally trying to take his fans breath away as the whole chorus is pretty catchy and at the overall subject matter of the track is just basically females offering themselves up to him and he lets them take his breath away so you know kind of like a figure of speech but anyways he released that not too long ago and on the same day that a lot of people thought Kanye West was going to drop his album. Do I think there's any coincidence with that, that Nas is going to drop, then The Weeknd drop, and now we still haven't got, um, still haven't got a Kanye album. I don't think there's any coincidence from that, from that at all, but you know, there's people going to reach and dig down deep to try to put those plot points together or whatever. Anyways. Abel himself is one of a kind, so he could definitely stand along, stand aside like the long, what am I trying to say? He could definitely stand on his own and doesn't really need a Kanye type rollout to promote his music, music. But at the same time, Take My Breath is one of those type of tracks that's gears, that's geared towards radio. The chorus and the bridge going, the bridge going into the chorus is very much a pop track type format. And for the weekend, he's definitely transitioned from kind of the edgy singing. I don't really know how to, I don't think it, it definitely wasn't like emo singing, but it was more edgy, um, more rough around the edges, like not as perfected vocally type music that he was putting out. Now it's more, more cookie cutter corporation type sound like at how clean it sounds and it definitely sounds like it's very expensive to <laughs> to um get your voice to sound like that i mean he can sing by himself but of course the effects he's using the beats that he's using i bet that all comes with money and he definitely has a lot to to splurge so the way that he sounds now is way more radio friendly than he did in the past but as far as me being the weekend fan i think i like this older sound more when i mean older i mean his sound with often if you listen to often and you listen to this track that's the perfect example i can say from him his often was his rough around the edges kind of edgy and dark vocal tone but with this it's more it sounds like a more of a pg type tone even though he's talking about really explicit things it's more of a perfected tone and, and less 
less room for error. You know, there's a lot of formulaic patterns that are in this track to make this a hit. Which there's nothing wrong with that at this like when you finally figure out how to act, how music actually works and people want to chorus, verse, chorus, bridge into the chorus, then it's just like just keep doing that, keep making money, which is why these legacy artists can still put out music which they're rapping on the same level than they did back in the past, but is received differently because people adapt and change, but to them the corporations that are signing them, they want that that radio friendly pattern so that they can market it and put it on ads, put it on all type of uh, promotions. I mean, think about the lyrics, take my breath. Usually for choruses that are going to be ad related, it's something that has to be like generic, not generic, but like an overall message that a lot of people can get into like if the chorus of the weekends take my breath was take your breath with a weapon or 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 take it by force or any source of innuendos that could have made a loophole to not get promoted because they're just like we don't agree with those type of messages like i know i bring up the baby all the time which the baby did catch himself in some trouble, and I feel like I predict, predicted that like back when the Grammys happened. But when um, I first said that the baby is never winning a Grammy, it's because he killed. Um, um, well, allegedly, allegedly he may have possibly taken somebody's life when they, when they, to be fair, when they broke into his home. So he definitely had to like the legal whatever like to to do it because he was in like a state that gun laws like you know so um with him if he came out with a track it'll be harder to promote on disney type platforms because he's the baby the weekend's more of a clean image even though he promotes drug use drug use sometimes in his music at the same time he puts it in a way that's more like it's very pick and choosy what the corporations want and what promotions will allow to to run as far as background as far as like background for their ads and for the weekend he just he just he checks off every box and that's why take my breath i feel like would definitely be a hit single because the way that it works with the corporations is just like they use a track for the promotions and then after that it's just like it's just like nothing else happens you know what i mean like they use like the the very uh the the very message of the chorus and then that's it like they don't use the whole song so it's not like they're using the whole track that's why choruses are usually choruses that are used for like pop tracks are usually like a overall message that everybody can get into but the verse is where like most of the whatever the artist wants to get into uh, get off because the chorus is what the ad and promotions are probably going to use so i don't know if that made sense to anybody listening i don't know if they care that much about the actual deep deep uh detail how these songs are getting played on for advertisement anyways um the actual track <laughs> so let's get into the track now so take my breath is a great track by the weekend i feel like it, it's one of his more formulaic tracks and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but at the same time it's not one of my favorite weekend tracks i feel like he has something else in the tuck that could be better but i mean for i i definitely think this is this is a radio play and i believe like mark my word i believe 
this track you're going to be hearing over a lot of promotions and ads because it just has that type of feel and people are going to use these for all type of ad rollouts and, and things for their brand so for what this track is set out to accomplish i think the weekend will do that but in general for me it's not one of my favorite weekend tracks but i still don't think it's bad because i don't really think the weekend's capable of making bad music i'm just just gonna be totally honest with you so yeah here's the snippet that i've picked out for take my breath so i'm gonna let y'all listen to that and then i'm gonna talk more about take my breath so here's take my breath by the weekend right now Want me to hold on to your time You're way too young to end your life Girl, I don't wanna be the one who pays the price Ooh, it's like a dream What she feels with me She loves to be on the edge Her fantasy is okay with me Then suddenly, baby says Take my breath And make it last forever, baby Do it now or never, baby Take my breath Nobody does it better, baby Baby, close to heaven, baby Take my breath So, yeah as you heard right there, I mean, The weekend. he just knows what he, he know at this point in his career, he knows how to make those type of tracks that's just going to blow up. Definitely knows the formula that people want and knowing what your fans want is always keen to having a longevity type career. I mean, adapting is one of the best ways to stay in the game, but knowing what your fans want also adds on to that, so... For the weekend, I mean, he, he definitely checked both of those boxes. So, yeah, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Take My Breath by The Weeknd? And do you think that this is one of his better tracks? Now we're going to switch it up and get into Nas. Uh, Nasir? No, it's not. I think that was another album. Anyways, we're going to get into Nas himself with King's Disease 2. The plane said, let's go to Paris. That's where baguettes are from. French bread that's long and narrow. I like the other definition, rectangular carrots. The concept of the song is rather esoteric. This girl said in Grenada, we should go get married. Broke the meaning down of the Virgin Mary. And you got your own place. My favorite part of the night when you text me that you made it home safe. I'm contemplating at the home base. How I'm used to breakfast in the ghetto, sipping OJ. That's a picture right there, a moment in time. Before anybody wanted a photo of mine. Before the internet energy and social decline. Destroyed the vibe, fooling us with the headlines. Keeping us blind. Vultures eat you alive. Take heed to the signs. Wishing I find one city, one country, one state. Some place to be nobody. So by the bars, you could probably already tell that we're going to be getting to one of the OGs in rap of hip-hop, definitely with the flow. It, I don't even know. It definitely gave it away. As Nas himself has released his sequel to his Grammy-winning album, King's Disease, and King's Disease 2. This album has a lot of features from... 
Lauren Hill to Eminem to um, a I think was it a boogie I don't know I think a boogie was on this let me see yeah a boogie with the hoodie um, I was gonna say five yo but I think he was on the first album he even went as far as putting the producer himself on one of the tracks hit boy on track 13 composure for some reason because I guess Hip Boy is slowly trying to pull a Kanye by trying to rap over his own beats, which I mean, you saw what it, where how it worked for Kanye. But Kanye, if there is a definition of anomaly, a picture of Kanye would probably pop up. So, as far as King's Disease Two, the track list is very like concise. Fifteen tracks, not too long, definitely not too short. Listening to this over and over, I feel like the first half is more up tempo for the people who really like to listen to like upbeat music when they're trying to work out or something. The second half is more of Nas's pocket where they slow the beat down. He's just rapping, getting his bars off, which that track I just played. But before I started this segment, it was more of like a slower type beat because he was just rapping over a slow beat and i feel like that's more of his pocket but i wish more of his pocket was the first half of the album because the way that he raps over death row east and yktv like those are just some of some of my favorite parts from uh from the album and definitely epmd too i like that was like I like the EPMD flow he used was definitely my favorite. So for him to come back to EPMD too, use the same flow with different words, it just it's kind of like a little baby effect, like same flow but different words. For Nas, same flow, different words, but he's really saying more than all these other rappers. Like he's definitely on a different tier when it comes to actually putting words together. So, 15 tracks. Track number one, the pressure. The pressure I felt like wasn't the best of intros. I mean, it was slow I, for me. I feel like he could have put Death Row East as the first track because I really enjoyed that track like a lot. But um, anyways, I'm skipping. <laughs> track number one, the pressure I thought was solid, but I felt like he could have used another track to to really kick off the album more. But I guess it made sense as the second half kind of slowed down, so you don't want to just think you don't want to like um. You don't want to try to fool your art, your audience and, and try to make them think that this is going to be an up-tempo al- album the whole time. So I guess that made sense. But then we get into track number two wh- where I thought the album started. This track is amazing. The whole message of the track, the whole, the information was there. It was kind of like medicine in the candy type rapping. And Nas' flow on this type of beat was crazy. I mean, it wasn't like something I've never heard before. But it was usually when Nas raps, it's not one of those type of, oh, you can like dance to it. Like usually when Nas raps, it's, it's more of like just you're just listening for the bars. You know, you're not really listening to for a party atmosphere. You know what I mean? So Nas is not the party music type of, of artist. And I think it's always been apparent that that was I mean, people say he had bad beats for the longest, which was a, a crazy take because I've listened to some of his tracks in the past and I thought the beats was like pretty good even now like even nowadays but um death row east his whole bop in the in the chorus was just amazing and that's kind of what i'm playing i'm gonna play the beginning of death row east and that's gonna be my first snippet out of three for this album like i do for every other album so 
here is death row east by nas right now yeah yeah hold up kd2 hey hold up come on whoa right back at this right back right back hold up on life, drunk off dark liquor, getting eerie, like I threw on Thriller, I'm a hard hitter, Rolex clocks and killers holding the order, I'm praying God delivers, I had runners with Shug, would have been Shug, at the height of the beef, they started death row east, damn I even saw they tease on some of my G's, notorious label, the story was made in the streets, now it's real life movies. So yeah, and then he... After that, he just went on to go crazy, like in the whole throughout the whole track. He he told a whole story, and throughout the whole time, it, it was definitely a vibe, like the the it was like a bop to it, the way that he was rapping. And you can even hear that at the beginning, beginning when the beat started off. You could you could tell how it was a bop, like throughout the whole track. So it was more of like a, I don't know, it, it was more it, it was it was a different type of tempo for Nas, definitely. But that's what Hit Boy is for, and that's why, I mean, I feel like that's why he won a Grammy for the King's Disease 1, because, I mean, we never really heard Nas over these type of beats. Even though I, I did compliment his beats overall, I would say he didn't have the best beat selection, but with Hit Boy, that's taken care of. Because <laughs> Hit Boy, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. He's up there with, like, Metro and them. He may be above them, honestly, at this point. Track number three, 40 Side. I like 40 Side. I thought it was a solid track. And that's all I really have for it. Track number four, EPMD2 featuring Eminem and EPMD. Now, I don't know if I'm just, excuse my ignorance, but I had no idea that EPMD was an actual rap artist. I don't even know if it's a group artist. I, I still don't know what, like, what his verse was so short that it was just like, who is this person? You know what I mean? Because Eminem went what seemed like for days on this track. EPMD had a short like he literally like Nas even came back in and had bars before Eminem went so it was kind of weird I was like who is he? who is EPMD and why why is he on the track if he's gonna have such a short part but I guess it makes sense because the track is called EPMD too so now you have to make it up and put him on a I don't know but uh I thought Eminem had one of the better verses on this album of course with Eminem there's a lot of different flows that he uses the last flow that he uses before the track ends I'm definitely not a fan of I thought I'm definitely not a fan of I, I definitely don't um think that he really understood that this was more of a bop than, than a lyricism display but he definitely went crazy like at the beginning I like that flow the second flow I like the third flow not so much and then the last flow was just like okay I'm done like we get it you can rap but um, for the for the first two flows, I was like, this man's going crazy, going crazy. So uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of Nas verse and, and I'm gonna play a little bit of Eminem's f uh, first flow or maybe second, maybe first and second. I don't know. I'm gonna play a little bit of EPMD too. Let me just say that I'm play the snippet. So here is EPMD uh, EPMD two featuring Eminem and the other artist. <laughs> that was just playing. Uh, featuring Eminem and EPMD. Which is kind of confusing. Like, who, who, who is EPMD? But anyways, let's get into the track right now. I'm at my restaurant. Tied in from AZ to Davies. You know my thoughts get crazy. My teachers, they couldn't grade me. I know some Haitians in Dade County. Got 
Whoppers in Haiti. She booked a flight to Columbia, made her body amazing. Just to post it on Tumblr, just to f the summer. I don't care what you coming with, we in here, boy, running. Big gold rope chains, but they flooded now. Yeah. Pull up with the ghost like a haunted house. She getting scary blood on my hands like Carrie. Might walk through a cemetery to see where hip hop is buried. I said it was dead, but the fake is death like Machiavelli. You see letters in red splatter, look like sauce and spaghetti. Yeah. Ready? CPMD, we're back in business. What? Living in cramped conditions, we'll give you ammunition. I stock those shelves, I got those shelves like Taco Bell, and I'm not gonna fail. I got no else like Christmas, you don't wanna make the claws come out. Y'all should call yourself Santa. Cause none of y'all are real, not a single one. Like a dollar bill, just like you're in the pellet cord. She's on a pill, we got a bond and shield. Never bail on me, not even out of jail. EPMD, for me, I got some chills. Just a lot of skrill. Lady, my paper's so crazy, I just tossed the mill out the window with my mobile on the fucking freeway on the way here. Off in his homies when they're pulling the sleigh. Yeah, that's a lot of bucks flying when I'm making it rain, dear. Green on me, but no weird shorty. So yeah, after that, I didn't really care too much for Eminem's verse, but at the beginning, he definitely came in and went crazy. I don't, I don't know how you tell Eminem to like cut the last two flows off without him just getting the, um, upset. So I understand why Nas just let him go. Like he was just like, just let, just let the man go. Just let him, just let him get his thirty-five flows off. But, <laughs> but anyways. Overall, I felt like that was a standout on the whole album, which is definitely represented in the sales. Um, I really think, for the most part, it's because Eminem's on the track, why the sales are so high. Like, just to be honest, Eminem, I think, is the highest selling rapper ever. So, that should tell you all you need to know about hip-hop. Like, imagine... <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to keep my comments. Actually, it is a podcast. So I'm supposed to tell, say my comments, but with Eminem... I mean, you know, he's a, a white rapper, so <laughs> so he's like the most famous white rapper, and he has the most sales, and all the other artists under him are either black or different than white, so it's kind of like white privilege? <laughs> Not just playing. Anyways, uh, track number five, Rare, so we're going to get into Rare as this track is has three different beats, I believe. The last beat on Rare is like the best beat on this whole album. And it's a shame because we only got 30 seconds of that. And I felt like Rare could have been like crazy if he used that third beat throughout the whole track. Because he even had a chorus for the third beat. And I don't know, it was just fire overall. Like that's why I don't like when rappers, if it's not the intro, don't split up the like don't split up the beats. Like there's no reason to split up a beat because just make it two different songs. Like it's just I don't know if it's lazy, but it feels like it's lazy because like when you listen to a beat, you get a whole different sense of a flow. So when you listen to another beat, you you want to change up your flow for that beat or else if you're like some other type of rapper and just have one flow. But uh, when you're like a really good rapper <laughs> and trying to be like a, a great rapper, you have multiple flows for different beats. For the three beats on this track, he definitely switches it up. And the third one, he just goes crazy, but it's only 30 seconds of that. So it's just like... If that was a whole song, it would have went crazy. But anyways, I digress. Track number six, YKTV featuring A Boogie with the hoodie and YG. Now, if you would have told me that A Boogie with the hoodie was still making music, I would have told you that you was lying, like, to your face. So, um, A Boogie with the hoodie somehow made it onto King Disease 2. I guess him and Nas must have a good relationship, judging by this. Um, but YKTV, I feel like, I don't know um the, the, the biggest thing with 
YK YK TV is he really Nas really pinpoints the fact that what if rappers rapped over different beats and it kind of goes back to my point about rappers like having different sense of vibes when they listen to different beats like different sense of flows if you're a good rapper if you're just like a rapper that just uses one flow then I'm not talking about the mediocre rappers but for for Nas he was just talking about what if Uzi was on a primo beat and then talking about some other artists what if they was on another beat and then so for him to have a boogie on here a boogie on here with YG is definitely um, it, it definitely adds to that as you have a legacy artist you have a new up-and-coming artist and then you have another legacy artist and they're all on one track rapping over a hip boy beat so it kind of just added to that track which is why I have it as the third snippet for the album actually a lot I don't have it for the third snippet of the album the third snippet for the album is kind of like a special uh, treat because Track number seven, well, so we're just gonna continue with the album, album review. Track number seven, Store Run. I thought that track was okay. This is when, track number seven down is when it started to slow up. And for me, for me, I like when Nas raps, but I feel like Hit Boy added a whole different dynamic to Nas that updated his style to fit today's culture, like the modern culture. So when he goes back to this, slowing down beats and rapping over. They're not like terribly slow, but like it's just like I'm not gonna. The replay value I think went way down from here. Track number seven, Store Run, I thought it was just okay. Track number no, track number seven and track number eight, I thought they was both okay, nothing too crazy, but definitely not bad. None of these tracks was bad. I just it just wasn't for me. Then we got to track number nine, and when I saw featuring Lauren Hill, you know the 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 artist that made. What is it called? Doop or in parentheses that thing? I think if you look up that thing, like the actual track has in parentheses that thing. <laughs> like honestly, so with Lauren Hill on here, I was like, wow, he's gonna get Lauren Hill on here. She's gonna be singing, may even give a verse. But I was totally mistaken. Not only did she not sing, she gave a verse that was like 32 bars, or or I, I don't even. I think I lost count at one point. I was trying to count the bars, and I was just like, wow, she's just still going. So that's the longest snippet that I'm gonna play for this album. Like, as out of all my snippets, I believe this is the longest one because I want to play Lauren Hill's verse because you don't ever get like a Lauren Hill feature because she's she says she's doing something better. So I believe her. Not like I'm just I just don't know what it is. But she says she's doing something better, and I believe her as her rapping over this is just like she could still rap like even today, which I never even doubted. But at the same time. With my age and the, and the artists I listen to, I kind of like move on. So it's not like I'm looking back like, oh, I wish Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill would drop. It's not really my cup of tea. Like I listen to that thing. I think it's one of the greatest songs of like that thing is one of the greatest songs like ever, like ever made. <laughs> I think it's called Doo Wop or something like that. I don't even know if I'm saying the name right. But that track is one of the greatest tracks ever made. It's up there with like Graduation with Kanye. Like it's literally that good. But anyways, let's play this current verse from Lauren Hill, where she just went off. So here is the snippet from Nobody. Well, no, this is a snippet with the track called Nobody with Nas and Lauren Hill. Lie, 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 lie. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. 
All my time is spent focused on my freedom now. Why would I join them when I know that I can beat them now? They put their words on me and they can eat them now. That's probably why they keep on telling me I'm needed now. They tried to box me out while taking what they want from me. I spent too many years living too uncomfortably. Making room for people who didn't like the labor But wanted the spoils, greedy, selfish behavior Now let me give it to you, balanced it with clarity I don't need to turn myself into a parody I don't, I don't do what you do for popularity They clearly didn't understand when I said I get out apparently My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness Now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness They want the same, they want the same, but they don't take risks Now the world will get to see its own reflection And the anointed can pursue Pursue their own direction And if you're wrong and you're too proud to hear correction Walk into the hole you dug yourself a projection See me in my freedom taking all my land back They said a lot against me thinking I just stand back I got my legs beneath me, I got my hands back A lot of people sabotaged, they couldn't stand that I turned the other cheek, I took blow after blow There's so much crisis in the world cause you reap what you sow When you keep what you know is meant for someone else The ditch you dig for them, you might just end up in yourself I'm in the secret place, I keep a sacred space like she's still going i can't play the whole thing because it's just like she just keeps going but the whole verse was phenomenal definitely one of the best verses of the year not just on this album of the year lauren hill is literally one of the greatest artists ever so for her to come back and not even miss a beat with this verse is kind of crazy like i wonder how many times she laid it down i wonder how many times she went over the verse how many how long it took her to write it to to let to like vocally lay it how she wanted it all that I was just like amazed with like Warren Hill is, is one of those is just one of the greatest ever so yeah there's that so that track was really Lauren Hill's like Nas was, Nas was just on there it's kind of like when you listen to Lim Lemon Pepper freestyle and you hear Rick Ross for like 10 seconds and Drake just goes on for five minutes of straight rapping that's kind of how I felt with this Nas was on here for a good amount definitely longer than Rick Ross's verse but <laughs> um Lauren Hill just took the track and just went it was definitely Lauren Hill's track. So, anyways, moving on. Track number 10, No Phony Love featuring Charlie Wilson. Now, this was a good track. I really like this. Um, I feel like it's going to be a slow track. I don't feel like Nas is the best with feature with um, with choruses. So, having Charlie Wilson on here, the way that he did, definitely helped the track out a lot. Track number 11, Brunch on Sundays featuring Blast. Same thing I said with track number 10 the way that Nas kind of struggles with choruses with on on slow beats I feel like uh I feel like Blast helped out a lot track number 12 count me in that track was probably the worst on the album but it still wasn't bad it was just okay track number 13 composure featuring hit boy I don't know why he let hit boy on this like rap on his album I guess because if if a producer basically he, I mean he didn't give Nas a, a Grammy because Nas still had a rap but if you get a Grammy for your first time and it's because it's produced solely by this one person for the next sequel on that album, I guess you should probably let him rap if he asks. So I'm pretty sure that Hit Boy asked because this is not the first time he's tried to rap over his beat. I think he did that with Hit Boy, with uh, Fabio, Big Sean and Hit Boy. If you look that up, I think it's called Salute. He tried to rap over that beat too, which he wasn't bad. But at the same time, when you're a producer, unless you're like Kanye, people really don't want to hear you rapping rapping over your own beat. Like, why not just start rapping when you first was making beats and, and pull a rust and say you made everything in the equipment? <laughs> uh, track number 14, My Bible. Honestly, 
this was a good track it just wasn't like the replayability factor kind of like with kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly the bars on here is like fantastic phenomenal but the replay value not for all of them there's a lot of replay value in the first half of this album but for the second half the replay value goes down a lot in my opinion and i feel like with 14 and 15 that kind of sums it up because it was great bars but at the same time it wasn't something that was just like wow i can't believe he he like i can't wait to play this again while i'm in the, in the car like it's not one of those like yktv epmd2 death row ease those are tracks that i still have on repeat but track number 14 my bible and track number 15 Nas is good which is the last track off of this album i felt like it was great bars low replay value so as far as the whole album, I would give this, I don't give scores, but <laughs> but King's Disease 2 is a great album. Definitely a contender for album of the year. Well, no, no, not album of the year. One, one of the best albums of the year because I think album of the year right now, I think I, I've already said it, J. Cole's off season. And that 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 album was just phenomenal by, by Jermaine. So <laughs> with Nas, I don't know. I would have to look, but I believe it would definitely go in my top five. I have to look, but Nas King's Disease is definitely a contender for one of the best albums of the year, and I feel like it would be up there when the I don't know because Kanye is about to drop, Drake's about to drop. The weekend it was talking about dropping his album, and you know the weekend had the the best. I feel like the weekend had the best album last year with uh, After Hours, so. The weekend's just hard to beat in general. Like he's just one of the greatest. Nas is one of the greatest too, but like, come on, it's the weekend. So um I'll have to look at my list to see where this goes on my top five. But I believe that King's Disease 2 is definitely one of the best albums of the year. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of King's Disease 2 by Nas? And what was your favorite track off of the album? Now we're going to switch it up and get into Apex Legends Season 10. Okay, switching it up, we're going to get into Apex Legends Season 10. We're going to talk about everything concerning Apex Legends Season 10. And it's kind of funny that I'm getting into this because everybody was comparing this new character that they implemented into the game to Little Nas X. Now, looking at the character, I would definitely see, I definitely see the comparisons as he's wearing like a cowboy type hat. And the outfit that he has is, I don't know, I wouldn't say, I don't really know how to describe it. All I can say is I can definitely, the comparisons to Lil Nas X is not far-fetched. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, Apex Season 10 is out now. Apparently this new character is just broken, <laughs> like just completely broken. And I don't even know his, what's his name again? Let me try to find his name. Uh, Seer. His name is Seer. And his, well, we're gonna get into that in a second. Okay, so the, the new legend's name is Seer. So Seer is broken. Let me just say that from the beginning. Apex, well, not Apex, Respawn, who is the producer, well, not producer, I'm thinking music, who is the developers, there we go, the gaming term. <laughs> the developers of Respawn came out and said that they're gonna nerf Seer. So Seer is one of those that's just very OP, and that's just because he first came out. Sometimes new characters are very trash when they first, first come out. Sometimes the character is like slightly OP, but not really like too bad that they don't have to nerf it as soon. But but 
Seer is definitely OP. I've seen videos of him literally, it's like a UAV that just stays on. So you just hawking down people, especially in the battle arena, in the arena mode, you just see people and you can just literally call them out while they're moving. Like it's, it's like a whole red overlay showing where they're going. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's definitely OP. But getting into his actual abilities, his passive, for people who play Apex Legends, for people who don't, there's three abilities with each character in the in Apex Legends. There's the pass, passive, tactical, and ultimate. For Seer, the new legend in the game, Heartseeker, disregard that, that was my alerts on my calendar. <laughs> but um, Heartseeker, his, it's, it's, his, uh, it's Seer's passive, it allows him to sense the heartbeats of enemies when aiming down sights. So it's kind of like a heartbeat sensor kind of, but like more of uh, when you're aiming, if that makes sense. Tactical, his tactical allows Seer to send out drones to reveal the locations of enemies. His drones can also disrupt healing items and revivals. Think about that. Reveal the, the health of enemies and block enemies from using their abil abilities temporarily. So why even play the game at this point? Like, basically, if they have a Seer on the other team and you don't, like, you're just going to die. Like, it's, you're not reviving anyone. You're not getting anything off. You're basically... He has all the abilities in one. You would think he's like a... What's the robot's name? I forget the robot's name. Revenant. You would think he's like a Revenant... Um, who's the guy who's, who sees everything? I forget all the characters. I haven't played Apex Legends in so long. Anyways, let me just... So the, the character that uses the bird... Oh, Blood... I don't know why they... They come to me at the last minute. So Revenant Bloodhound, and you would think he he's a Revenant Bloodhound, and um, the little guy, the, the guy who does the drone, I definitely don't know his name. I'm not even gonna try. So Revenant Bloodhound and the guy who uses the drone, like all in one, like so he's definitely OP. And then his ultimate for Seer, he can send out hundreds of drones to create a sphere that can track all enemies within their footsteps or the weapon fire. So it's just. He's just OP, like, in general. Like, the, the abilities sound OP, and when he came out, he was even more OP. So, I don't even know how that's possible. Watching the videos, I was just like, wow, this, this is cheating. This is like, this is like if somebody used the aimbot in the actual game. Like, that's how good, like, Seer is. So, um, well, not an aimbot, one of those, the bots that let you see people, that put little boxes around them. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, getting more into Season 10, they have a new rank mode. People don't really really like rank because even the regular stuff is ranked, so it's really no matter because they, they level, which I kind of get it for people who are not good at the game. You don't want to be playing diamond, platinum, um, apex level players when you're just like a um, just like a regular player. Like you'd rather play people around your level, but then people was arguing, argue, I can't even say the word right now. I'm just, anyways, people was going back and forth <laughs> on how to on how the rank mode they should just go to ranks if they want to be put with their class instead of just everybody plays with everybody but what the developers are saying is that people don't really think about rank like that when you get into rank they're thinking like it's the best of the best but really you're just getting to rank with people who are in your level like you who are ranked around you you know so it's kind of the average player don't really doesn't really know that so they just play the regular mode so they put the regular mode in rank and so it's just like 
what why have rank so that's the whole thing going on with the apex legends community right now there's a new lmg in the game called the rampage i don't even whatever that post mean <laughs> but the, the rampage is joining the spitfire devotion and l star and will use heavy ammo as far as the battle pass i mean it works like every other battle pass but the level 100 and 110 have consistently been legendary reactive gun skins. Be Wait, hold up. That's the wrong thing. Nope, that's that's something else. Disregard what I just said. The, this battle pass is just like the other battle passes. You get the battle pass, you you upgrade quicker. That's the that's the whole synopsis of every battle pass ever made. So, as far as Apex Legends Season 10, there's not really el much else to talk about other than the, the new character Seer. Who they say look like Lil Nas X is taking over the whole game because he's apparently broken. So, um, yeah, have fun playing with that if you play Apex Legends. As far as what's next for the game, I mean, you will have to go into the data miners because they literally leaked the whole next five characters. But, I mean, they leaked a lot of characters that was, like, test. Like, they was trying to see if they will fit, and if they don't, they just, dis they just throw them in the trash, so... So for respawn, they already have their characters set out because they still have to test and balance them, and 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 do the checks and balances. But with this, it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like they've already had enough players test and balance it for them and say that Seer is broken. So now now they're gonna fix it. But what I'm what I'm wondering when is Apex Legends is gonna come out with another game and just like because. Is Apex Legends going to forever just keep adding new characters? Because how big can the character list get for Apex Legends? Like, I haven't seen the hub for Apex Legends, but, like, what does it look like? Like, does it go across the screen? Is it still the little square they have? I haven't played Apex Legends in so long that I still wonder, like, if they keep adding Legends with every new season, then at some point, because this is, so, season 10. So, that means they've added 10 new people. That could be a whole new game. And so it's just like, what? At what point are they just gonna like say, yeah, we're coming out with a new season, but no new character because we're at our limit or something like that? Like at some point, it'll have to be a limit, right? I don't know. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Apex Legends season ten? And do you think that Sin uh, Seer should be nerfed, or do you just like being OP and seeing where everybody's going? So now we're going to switch it up and get into Little Tekka himself and Gunna. Repeat it. Then I repeat it. Diamonds wet. Everywhere I go, my diamonds cold, yeah. Line them up. We can turn them into dominoes, yeah. Riding the bench. Drop the top and on my hand to win, yeah. She at it again. I'm at it again. We at it again. Real shooters, they gon' do what it takes. Scheme mask ain't showing the face. No FaceTime, that might come with a case. Got no time, make a minimum wage. See me out of state, took her home and now she wanna stay. Said she mine for tonight, it's okay. We at it again, we at it again. I'm in New York, be cold. Look at my neck, cause it's iced out. I'm in the field, we going up. Told him to cut all the lights out. You want a problem, you better think about it, cause I come with a price now. So, yeah. Lil Tekka, <clears throat> Lil Tekka has recruited the likes of Gunna to put out, to put out his new single for his new album coming up. We love you, Tekka, too. And the single that he has to promote this album is Repeated with Gunna. So this track 
is blowing up right now on social media as far as Lil Tecca he's one of those that always has something up his sleeve because his flow is very like I don't know how to describe it his flow is very colorful so I guess I'll say like vibrant like his, his flow is is crazy I want to say like Spongebob or Nickelodeon style but like it's very kiddish like it's not very serious like you don't really take little tech serious like little tech said even in the genius interview that he was like yeah um i use what do you say two twin glocks turned them into a dancer and then he was like i've never shot a gun i've never owned a gun like it's just that type of hilarious like comments from him that that even makes this even funnier because the way he sounds is like the way that he actually he actually like carries himself which is kind of crazy but um anyways he likes rapping about guns and everything but he he always says i mean he's a law-abiding citizen which is something i can definitely relate to because nobody's really out here trying to be in that gang life and yeah <laughs> so um with with him and, and gunna i don't really see the biggest thing that could have came from this track because you would think this would be an album cut but Lil Tecca kind of went off on this track like he was really he was really flowing for a little bit and his chorus is definitely catchy like the replayability factor into this track is hot like repeat it I mean it's even it's even in the title repeat it like they they want you to repeat the track over and over but Lil Tecca and Gunna definitely came with the I don't know if it's a smash yet I'll have to look at the charts but as far as actually let me just look at the charts right now i don't really because it's been enough time to pass so we can look at where it's at in the charts to see if it's actually working because with these type of tracks when it's a single the label has to push it when the label pushes it usually has a little bit more traction so let's see where it ended up on the actual charts if i can actually find it Y'all just give me one second. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it on my laptop. I've always done it on my phone. I may just do it on my phone. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do it on my phone because I have to know this. Because Lil Tech is always one of those that's like... Sorry, I was looking at some something on my phone. It, it was, see, this why I don't get on my phone during the podcast. You know, it's, it's definitely business. You know, it's just... You gotta um gotta focus <laughs> nah but actually let me look at the let me look it up right now that was probably like what, what is this pod that positive or something no okay let me look at this right quick okay so looking at the charts this is his track is nowhere near the top 10 trying to find it can't find it at all and must not be doing well I mean, it's not the the top 100 isn't the best way to 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 judge if a song's doing. Actually, it is. Like honestly, if you put out a track and it's not on the top 100, then it's kind of like you definitely have work to do. Yes, I don't see it at all. It's not on the top 50. It's not on the top 100. Um, that's kind of like I said. I don't think this this track is more of an album cut to me than an actual single. Like. He's not saying anything, and the beat's not really 
single-esque, if you know what I mean. Like, not every rapper can be like Drake, where they have trumpets, and it sounds like a whole event in the track with him and Lil Durk. But with Lil Tekka and Gunna Repeat, it just sounds like an album cut that they just put out to promote the promote as a single. So, his I guess his label is maybe doing everything they can but at the same time i don't know but actually get into the quality of it because i don't want to stay i don't want to stick on sales because i like a little tech as an artist i think when he actually dropped there was another artist that was bigger than him and i chose to talk about little tech's album other than the other artists because i just really like little tech's music and i really liked his last album and i like little tech's music in general like overall because i like the way he raps but he's still he always clarifies that he's not shooting any type. He's not killing no one. Like, he's not about that life, but he just likes to rap about it because it's fun. Which makes sense because hip-hop is all about glorifying we- weaponry <laughs> and uh, machinery. So, he raps about it, which I can relate to. So, uh, let's play a little snippet from Little Tekka and Gunna Repeat It so you can... Well, you already heard it at the beginning of the segment, but let's play Gunna's verse so you can hear how Gunna came on the track. Here is repeated with Little Tech and Gunna right now. Yeah, you want a problem, little bitch, I ain't involved. Everything that we talk about still left unresolved. Baby, you was just the one playing, that's how I recall it. If I look through these Cartier frames, I don't even see love. Staying up, I get on rest, 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 rest. Don't gotta sleep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best, 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 best. Shorty can see, tip, tip. Ganging you dead, 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 dead. You should have seen this. It's been a long time, I swear to God, I can remember we sleep in a trap house We shop in New York, we shop in Miami, and Vegas, we gambling cash out You ever play tough, but we always ready and don't really see what the cap about Put some money on your head, 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 I feel heartless Look gas in the Rolex on the snow, show my dollar Tell my mother send a check and the J get hot on bargain Gonna touch you how to dress, say less, dripping on hardest Where it be cold, look at my neck cause it's iced out it's your boy James from the Notorious Mass Effect. Whether you're a gamer, anime fan, or pop culture aficionado, Loot Crate's got you covered. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. In its first five years, Loot Crate has delivered over 14 million crates to fans in 35 territories across the globe. No matter what you geek about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. Exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door. So why wait? Subscribe to select crates and add on a welcome crate during checkout to get that crate shipped out right away. Start collecting exclusive loot now at www.lootcrate.com. So yeah, as you heard, I mean, whatever you thought about the track, for me personally, I feel like this is more of an album cut than an actual album single. So um, yeah, and the difference between an album cut and an album single is like, this track is like the norm, as far as quality wise. The single is supposed to be a nine and the album can be a seven, you know? But if the album, if the single is a seven, 
then that just makes you think that the album tracks that he has is gonna be either a six or a five. You know what I mean? Like when you go for a single, it means you're definite that this is a hit. Like this is just gonna go out of the park. So for me, I feel like this is just an album cut. Like I feel like the whole album would be this level of quality, which is not bad, but I don't think, I think he could have picked the best. Cause I like Lil Tech's music. So I felt like he could have picked a better track for a single especially the type of colorful like vibrant flows that he has picked the right beat i feel like it could be a smash but i don't know he, he chose to go with this i mean gunna is definitely a popular artist so maybe that's why he did it but i don't know anyways click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about little tucker <laughs> little tucker i don't even know what type of rapper that is now somebody's gonna come out saying i diss little tucker <laughs> no i'm just joking but uh, Little Tekka and Gunna repeated. And what do you think of the, the 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 album coming out? Like, are you excited for it or not? Like, that's 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 all I really have. Um, I'm not that. I mean, I'm not. I, I like Little Tekka's music, but I'm not like begging for it. You know what I mean? Like, Drake needs to put out his album. Or I'm gonna have to go to Canada. You know, like that type of you know. But Little Tekka, like, he can put out his album when he feel like. It. Anyways, getting into the overview of the pod, we started with the weekend. Take my breath. The weekend, Abel himself never misses, and he has—he just has another formulaic pop culture or a pop type track. And take my breath—that's going to be probably played in all type of advertisements. Nas, King's Disease. Then we got into Nas, King's Disease too. I talked about how King's Disease was definitely well, how King's Disease won a Grammy. So King's Disease too definitely is a great sequel to that album as Nas was giving bars hip boy was producing fire beats and they're just a match made in heaven then we got to apex legend season 10 talked about how the newest character seer has broken the game he's gotten to the game just killed everybody because of his abilities and his op abilities to to be able to be a walking uav like constantly with no cool cool down then we ended with Little Tekka and Gunna repeated. I talked about how this track is good, but I feel like it's more of an album cut than a single. And I believe since I really like Little Tekka's music, he could have came with something that was more of a single than a track like this. So that's about it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. your boy dreams from the notorious mass effect whether you're a gamer anime fan or pop culture aficionado loot crate's got you covered founded in 2012 loot crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes loot crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment gaming sports and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates produce interactive experiences and digital content and film original video productions in its first five years loot crate has delivered over 14 million crates to fans in 35 territories across the globe no matter what you geek about loot crate has a subscription box for you 
exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door. So why wait? Subscribe to select crates and add on a welcome crate during checkout to get that crate shipped out right away. Start collecting exclusive loot now at www.lootcrate.com.